1: introduction and to you dear listeners for tuning in to movie attic headquarters our show today is very important because we are trying to decide what actor should be named the best film president and you are invited to vote your choice by email after listening to some rousing stump speeches for our five nominees please send your vote to Realtalk at Comcast.net, that's R E E L T A L K at Comcast.net, by August 15th, and I'll announce the winner on our August 16th show. Now, the speeches you are about to hear were recorded back in 2008 on the actual presidential election day, so some comments are dated, but all the speeches are still quite relevant and entertaining. Let's begin by bringing in my producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, who's campaigning for one of the final candidates. I have to tell you that when I asked Nikki to talk about her favorite uh, actor uh, portraying a movie president, she didn't even take a breath before giving me a very enthusiastic answer, And, and I can hardly wait to hear her reasons for supporting the candidate she chose. Nikki, you have the floor now to tell us who you're supporting and why we should vote for your candidate. Hello, my fellow Americans. Let me tell you
2: why I chose the awesome Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Never before in a movie has a candidate brought together the whole entire earth (laughs) against an enemy, okay? Y'all know how naive I am. That president didn't know enough to do things on his own, so he gathered everybody around him who could help him. He used his advisors to their fullest potential. He can pull on your heartstrings. He had a little baby girl. Unfortunately, he lost his wife, you know, during the combat, but his speech at the end when they were pulling everybody together, all right, reminding people that we are no longer Americans, okay? This is about us celebrating, being human beings. He said, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive today. We celebrate our Independence Day. That is what being a good president is about, being able to pull everybody together, even in times of crisis, and come out in the end on top of it all. He's got my vote forever and a day. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: Wow, you've (laughs) made such a compelling case for Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Nikki, but I still can't figure out how you arranged for Independence (laughs) Day to be shown on TV over the weekend. I think that was kind of an unfair uh, campaign uh, attack that you gave us. How did you manage that? (laughs) I didn't manage it, but the thing is, And
2: the closer we got to the election, okay, the people who program what we're watching know the best president should be on. The best movie president should be on close to Election Day. And since this is Election Day, they've replayed the best president ever, and that'd be Bill Pullman on Independence Day.
1: (laughs) Well, you really rock, Nikki. (laughs) Thank Thank you you for that wonderful campaign (laughs) speech. And our next campaigner is jazz shaw of btr's midstream radio he's really had a very very busy schedule today and i'm so happy that he could stump for one of our candidates on the show today we really appreciate it hi jazz hello how are you well i'm just so excited to hear all the reasons why we should vote for your candidate who are you supporting today and why
3: well, I almost changed my mind a moment ago, I must say, because that was such a stirring stump speech from Nikki Starr, and it reminded me of the fact that I enjoyed that movie so much. I actually have a copy of it both on uh, tape and on DVD, and I've watched it so many times. I, I really don't care for Bill Pullman as an actor, but that was one of his best roles, and the speech that she mentioned was very stirring and, you know, actually almost brings tears to my eyes when I hear it. So good job, Nikki. Sadly, you're going to lose. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: because we'll I, am, I am, in fact, of course, supporting the only true choice, which is Henry Fonda from the movie Failsafe. Now, this goes back a long time, and some of your younger listeners may not even be familiar with the film. You may have only seen the terrible remake. If so, shame on you. Go get a chance to find it. And it deals with a president who faces the kind of risk that we face today, international terrorism, dealing with a resurgent Russia, the possibility of Afghanistan, who has, you know, a couple of dozen nuclear weapons, their government's unstable, things could be fired at any time, and really addressed the issue of what the president would do in the situation of a total meltdown in diplomacy and a total meltdown in the optics and care of the nuclear forces, and what happens when those triggers get pulled and things go too far. And what he does is he actually sacrifices an American city in the end of the film because we're about to destroy a major city in Russia. But he's on the phone doing diplomacy right to the very end and comes up with a way that we can sacrifice a little, or not a little, but one thing, rather than losing the entire planet to an all-out nuclear exchange. And he keeps his cool through the entire thing, that's the kind of leadership you need in this kind of world, and that's why you should vote for Henry Fonda.
1: Excellent reasons, and I agree with you, Jazz, that Henry Fonda looks presidential in this movie in particular. I was so disappointed when uh, that movie didn't do well in the box office, but evidently it came out um, later than Dr. Strangelove, and it was dealing with pretty much the same situation. And uh, people had already seen that situation played out uh, earlier, so uh, it didn't do well at the box office, but it's certainly a classic in terms of a, a wonderful performance by Yeah, and Henry of course London. Dr.
3: Strangelove had the kind of quirky humor thing going, whereas Failsafe was not in any way a comedy. It was a, a, just a, a gravely serious film.
1: That's absolutely. He he kind of made you wish that he were president. I remember that because he, he really did such a... Uh, well, believable job and uh, look like someone that, that you would want to, to vote for. But So thank you for that great uh, campaign speech. Now let's hear from Fausta Wirtz who hosts Fausta's blog on BTR. I'm just so happy that she agreed to be on our show today, and I think she's on the line now. Let me see if this is Fausta. Hi, Fausta. How are you today? Hi, Betty Jo. I'm glad and honored to be here. And we are just on pins and needles waiting to hear who you support uh, for the uh, winner of the best movie president. Uh, who is your candidate, and why do you want us to vote for that candidate?
4: My candidate is President James Marshall of Air Force One, played by Harrison Ford. Yay. <laughs> And just as Henry Fonda negotiated with the Russians, and then he dropped a bomb on the city and all that kind of thing, Harrison Ford got even with the Ruskies and beat their butt. (laughs) So I want that kind of guy, and I want a guy whose line is, the truth is we acted too late. Only when our national security was threatened did we act. And I say... Hooray for him. And that's Harrison Ford. You
1: picked probably the the most popular candidate, Fausta. In fact, after we had set the uh, the topic up for for the show today, I noticed that Harrison Ford won a similar poll uh, at the Internet Movie Database, and I I didn't know that they were conducting one. So uh, actually, you you may have the favorites in this this race, and... uh, you were, you were wise to pick Harrison Ford. I, I remember reading Roger Ebert's review about Air Force One. He didn't like the movie, but he did like uh, Harrison Ford's portrayal, and he called him uh, steady and commanding, which, of course, is what we would like our, our president to be. But let's see now who mad movie man A.J. Hikari picks. A.J. is my colleague, as most of you know, at Real Talk Reviews. And he hosts his own radio show at the University of Wisconsin at River Falls. So, hi, AJ. Who are you supporting today?
5: Well, before I get into my speech, I just wanted to say to Jazz, I'm a fair, fairly young whippersnapper here, but I have seen the original Failsafe, and I agree with you that Henry Fonda did a very good performance, and it was the film itself was one of the better Cold War thrillers. And I like the remake, too. But that's just me. But I'm gonna prove you wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. Matter, I'm gonna prove you wrong.
0: I'm
5: gonna prove you wrong as my candidate. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my belief that one of the strongest qualities a movie president, let alone an actual president, can possess is the ability to stay cool under pressure. In the face of the direst circumstances, a president must be able to stay calm, think fast, and do whatever is necessary to maintain the safety of his people. These are all qualities that have been embodied perfectly by my pick as favorite movie president, Morgan Freeman, in Impact. In one of the goofiest of all disaster movies, Freeman kept an air of nobility the whole nine yards, making the decision to blow up a comet with nuclear bombs with a straight face and getting the viewers to go along with it the whole way. Such a scenario was more of a laughing matter in Armageddon, but thanks to Freeman's solemn performance, I and fellow moviegoers cared about what happened in Deep Impact even more than we would have, it was the courage Freeman brought to the table that made this impact more than just some silly disaster flick, and that is why he should be considered the greatest of movie presidents.
1: You've given a great deal of thought to that, uh, AJ, and uh, you almost uh, persuade me because I do like Morgan Freeman a lot, uh, even if he's not playing a president. And I think if we were voting for the most solemn movie president, or the one with the best voice, or if Penguins voted, Freeman would probably win hands down.
3: (laughs) Although Morgan Freeman does bring up one point that I would like to make very briefly, Betty Jo. This is the first election in United States history with a major party candidate, and this was a great quote that came from uh, the Jay Leno show a couple of weeks ago, where we may actually have the possibility of seeing a black president without a meteor being approaching the earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good. That's definitely a good thanks to Jay Leno. Thanks for you reminding us about that. Well, now it's my pleasure to tell everyone why they should vote for my candidate. I first have to say that uh, Johnny Depp hasn't played a U.S. president yet. So um, I'm really unhappy about that because that's the one I would have voted for, as you all know. But my candidate is Polly Bergen in Kisses for My President. And why should you vote for her? Well, first of all, we need to recognize that a qualified woman can handle this top executive job as well as a man. And Polly Bergen's portrayal of President Leslie McLeod way back in 1964 attempted to do just that. It was really a terrible movie, though. But no matter how silly some of this comedy was and how ridiculously it ended, Polly Bergen's scenes as a tough, intelligent president making decisions were done superbly. I was so happy when I read in the Huffington Post a little article by Elizabeth Gregory, and she was talking about Polly Bergen in kisses for my president. She said, the Soviets gave the new president some grief, and Polly Bergen made them settle down, exactly as if she were Margaret Thatcher or Golda Meir or Indira Gandhi. Secondly, because, ladies and gentlemen, we can't forget the image factor. Polly Bergen's President McLeod really knew how to dress for success. And as a result, Kisses for My President won an Oscar for Costume Design. <laughs> but seriously, wow. yeah, it was in black and white, too. But seriously, I think we should look for the same qualities in a woman that we wouldn't a man running for this office. So I want a president <laughs> with integrity, intelligence, and courage who's open-minded and knows how to communicate with us. And I also want a president who places the good of the country above personal ideology or concerns. And Polly Bergen's Leslie McLeod met all those qualifications while she served as president. So a vote for Polly Bergen today will be greatly appreciated. All righty then, dear listeners and chatters, you've heard all the campaign speeches, and I think a lot of thought went into all five uh, uh, speeches by our uh, very persuasive campaign manager. So now you must decide how to vote. But before doing that, Nikki, let's see. Are there any questions or comments from the chat room? How are they reacting to our final candidates for Best Movie President? I have some bad news. So oh.
2: We are having a site-wide issue, and the we're not streaming. Nobody is, and so unfortunately. They can't hear us, although I'm typing away. You know me. <laughs> I'm trying to give them a rundown. I did let them know they can call in. So what's going to end up probably happening is we're going to have to direct them to
1: the archive because the archive is recording correctly. Oh, well, thank, oh. Heavens, thank heavens for the archive. Yes. Well, would, would, um, is there anything that is being said in the, in the chat that you'd like to share with us at this time? Well, we have some, other, some more nominations like Dave from Dave.
2: Yes. I didn't even know that he wasn't involved, but he has been the president, right? Well, Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin,
1: right, Kevin Kline played President Bill uh, Mitchell. Uh, Well, it was a dual role, Dave Kovic, in in 1993, Mm -hmm. and this was a really, really funny movie, an excellent comedy, and Kevin Kline did a great job in this dual role. He seemed to be a dead ringer for the president, and when the president was in a coma, they uh, persuaded Dave to pretend that he was he was the president, and of course oh. Dave ends up uses uses his luck being in that position to make the country a better place. So that's a very very good uh, nomination. I I think that that's uh, that's that's one of the best performances of, of a U.S. president. And he really wasn't even the president, but he was acting like he was the president. Oh. Any other nominations? not so far and i do want you to know that i did tell everybody that
2: they could use click to listen to call in and so we'll have we might get more people on the switchboard but we don't need to take
1: their calls cuz they're trying to hear so that we can get this information out well yes this is really uh, too <laughs> bad on a day like today but it's but uh, those gremlins they just are very very active on election day i do see a call that's um yeah, a he's caller listening. let let he's me just listening oh he's just listening yes. okay yep. Well, let's let's see if um uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, some of these other uh candidates that we we considered originally uh that we we decided not to make it to the final uh, you know to the final 5 and I wanted to bring up Jeff Bridges in the contender.
4: Yes, yes. Good so, choice, good choice. So I always I'm, like it, Jeff Bridges in anything
1: don 't we all, and in this the, the, what I liked about him was his he played the this president as just kind of a uh, sort of an eccentric president, but he was he nominated um, a woman played by Joan Allen to replace the vice president and ran into all sorts of trouble over that, but he he again was was very steady there's a scene though where he shows how eccentric he he is. And he's playing with the with the chef, trying to get the chef, the White House chef, to make him all dif- see how how many dishes that he can prepare. <laughs> I thought there was a little bit of humor in that. So Jeff Bridges, I think, is a, is definitely a good candidate for uh, for the the playing uh, a portrayal of of a movie president. Now let's talk a little bit about. Um, Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. Does anyone want to speak up for, for Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks? Did you see that, AJ?
5: Uh, it has been probably around 10 years since I've seen Mars Attacks. and My memory is vague, although I just remember it was one of two really, really kooky parts that Jack Nicholson played there to the hilt. And it was more of a goofy throwaway role than anything, than a president that i had have in office.
3: Yes, he... I was disappointed in that one, uh, and I, I say that as one of the biggest Jack Nicholson fans in the world. Generally, if Jack shows up in any film, you'll get me there to watch it. And I did see Mars Attacks twice, and I had to say that I, I thought Jack kind of phoned it in a little bit on that one. Um, that What was that one with share The Witches of Eastwick or something like that? Uh, Those were two where I I, I really didn't think Jack was shining in those personally, but uh, normally he's just one of the best in the field.
1: Well, he certainly was uh, funny in this. It it was a Tim Burton satire or parody, but he again had this dual kind of role that Kevin Klein had in uh, Dave, and he played President James Dale, and then he also played uh, a person who looked like, James, like James Dale, who who owned a casino. But this was one of those movies where the rest of the cast sort of drowned out Jack Nicholson and all the special effects. And the main thing I remember about Mars Attacks is Annette Benning as sort of a flower child. She was just wonderful in that movie. And I remember the Martian female Martian and the way she walked. I for a couple of weeks after that I tried to walk like that and, you know, those those Martians really have to be uh extortionists. <laughs> I, I did love his one
3: really good quote from the press conference, though, where he goes up and reassures the public by saying, and I just want all of you to remember that we have two out of the three branches of the government working, and that's not bad. It was a great moment in the movie.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that was a true statement. That's not bad to have, have any part of the government working. Well, what about Michael Douglas in The American President? Fausta, did you happen to see that movie?
4: I saw it, and it was, I mean, I'm sorry to say I hate chick flicks. <laughs> uh. So, you know, he was fine, and Annette Benning was fine, and everybody was just charming and good-looking and romantic, and I hated it.
1: Well, I think there might be another reason why you hated it, that you don't have to be ashamed to say. What is that? Well, because I believe that Michael Douglas was probably the dream candidate of uh, liberals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got me on that, yes. I got you on that. And, you got me on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he was for everything. He was for gun control and all all the things you know that the liberals are for. And uh, it was more of a romance than than a political comedy, but uh, I got, I got
5: to, I got to say Betty Joe, you know, I've seen the American president a lot of times and it actually is one of my favorite romance movies. And we're it not for Morgan Freeman. I would have picked uh, Michael Douglas's character just because it's definitely much, one of the most human presidents ever depicted on film. You always see the, like in uh, air force one, you see him as like a symbol for like America fighting back against the Russians. And he's more of a kick butt action hero. But here you just got to see him as a guy who just so happened to be the president. And Michael Douglas did such a charismatic job. He's sympathetic without being just too overly sentimental. And it was just a very, very human performance that I really liked in a very brilliant, underrated movie.
3: Well, I thought you were talking about Deep Impact for a minute. (laughs) No, actually, Morgan Freeman also played the president in Deep Impact. But once again, it was one of those movies where you have a black president and there's a meteor heading for the planet.
1: <laughs> and, that's, uh, and of course, that is A.J.'s pick for the, for the best performance. Uh, right. And, but Michael Douglas would be his second choice. I, I really liked The American President as a romantic comedy and thought that everyone in it gave very good performances. But um, I, I, I couldn't vote for Michael Douglas when I had paulie Bergen in my sight, So I, I went because I, I really do think that we need to pay more attention to the fact that uh, women should be considered for the, this top office. Now, the the problem with Kisses for My President, even though Polly Bergen just was fantastic in that movie, uh, they just ruined it. The ending just ruined it. Has anyone else seen that movie? It was back in 1964. That was in Goldwater and Johnson time. I'm um, embarrassed am I... to
3: say I'd never heard of it till you sent me the note, but I I did put it on my list to uh, try to get it.
1: Well, I, I wonder. I probably should not talk about the ending then, if if some people are going to see it. Just I think it's a ridiculous ending. It's an insult to women and men the way it ends. But um, and and it's an insult to any any man who is who becomes the first gentleman, because it, Fred McMurray plays Polly Bergen's husband in that. And he just is, is kind of an uh, idiot. He has to go around to all these garden parties and tea parties and that kind of do all the the first lady chores. And he doesn't like it one bit, even though his his wife is <laughs> really ably pe- performing the duties of the American president. But um, it would, it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, just a movie that you should see and forget everything except Polly Bergen's performance in it. So what about Peter Sellers in, in Dr. Strangelove? Uh, did did any one of you enjoy his performance as the president, or is that another case where he's kind of drowned out by his performance as so many other characters in That's that? a
3: good uh, description of it, because I thought in Dr. Strangelove the, the president's character was was very much drowned out by that whole just wacky uh cast of characters that made sort of a tapestry out of the whole movie. It's hard to pick out any one really great performance. Yeah.
1: He did have one wonderful line when he had all of his cabinet in, uh, you know, for to advise him and they started arguing and he said, This is the war room. You can't fight in the war room. What a fun and informative discussion that was, folks. Please, after you've heard all these speeches, remember to send your vote for the best film president to Realtalk at Comcast.net. That's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K at Comcast.net by August 15th. I see our 30 minutes is almost up, so here's a big shout-out to Nikki, AJ, Fausta, and Jazz for those great speeches, and to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to our chatters and other listeners. Special thanks to Nancy Lombardo, George Bettinger, and Angela Drake Perry for their enthusiastic support. They always mention Movie Addict Headquarters on their wonderful radio shows. Nancy is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts right here on Blog Talk Radio every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. George hosts the very entertaining Mom and Pop Shop Show on Tune In Radio, right there from miramar florida every monday wednesday and friday at 4 p.m eastern time and angela is a vip and show host for the wacko network uh which is now broadcast on mixler m-i-x-l-r and uh the wacko network gives you something well it has something for everyone each day of the week and weekends too please come back next time folks for another spirited discussion about films And don't you forget to vote for your favorite movie president. Let's go out now with Hooray for Hollywood.